It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Luck back to throw. His pass caught by Doyle. He loses the ball. Yeah! It's scooped up nice! by Fedulum. He's running it back to the 40. On, Luck chasing him. Oh, Can't baby. tackle him. Fedulum to the Woo-hoo! 20, the 10, the 5. Oh, Touchdown! Oh, Bengals! How about and that? Jack Doyle coughed up the football. Clayton Fedulum scoops it up and runs it back more than 80 yards for a Bengals clinching touchdown. He forced it and recovered it. He did. Double dip on the ice cream cone. He hit him high. He was taken down low. The hit low. Look, was that Nickerson Jr. that hit him low? And he hit him high. Hardy Nickerson Jr. and Clayton Fedulum combined on a tackle. Doyle's in trouble. Fedulum separates him from the ball. His knee's not down. His knee is not down. Fedulum picks it up takes it back to the house that is a fumble that is a fumble it was a fumble i'm james erpine and welcome into the locked on bengals podcast from my home office on a victorious sunday for the cincinnati bengals i'm on twitter at james erpine at locked on bengals that call brought to you uh or courtesy of the bengals radio network dan Hor, dave lapham on the call and clayton Fedulum with a huge play, and that's something we will talk about. We will discuss that and so much more in the Bengals' 34-23 victory over the Indianapolis Colts. Just a quick reminder, we're the only daily Bengals podcast out there. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast, including LockedOnBengals.com, where I will be posting weekly fantasy rankings. Every single podcast posted there uh, right now. Our guy Russ Heltman has an article up there. Jeffrey Carr has an article up there. There's a ton right now on the website at LockedOnBengals.com. But let's start with a game that was quite interesting. And I got to be honest, it was fun. It was fun because the Bengals came out, and, and honestly, you felt this way, probably. I know I felt this way. Joe Goodberry of The Athletic felt this way. Mo Egger, who I work with on a daily basis, at ESPN 1530 felt this way. Most people that I talk to who I trust to be unbiased, most people that I talk to that I trust to look at team versus team, roster versus roster, thought that the Bengals roster was much better than the Indianapolis Colts, that their roster was going to overwhelm them, that Andrew Luck was going to be rusty, that that offensive line that was missing its left tackle and missing their top running back, that the offense would struggle Well, it didn't, and the reason it didn't is Andrew Luck. I get it. A lot of you are concerned about the pass rush. I've gotten multiple texts tonight. I've reached out to some friends to to just be uh, get get their thoughts on what happened. That are Bengals fans, and my friends that are Bengals fans are worried about two things: the offensive line and the defensive line, or the defense in general. That was 2015. Andrew Luck. Say what you want about him. Literally, say what you want about Andrew Luck being rusty, and I thought he might be a little bit. He threw 53 times. He had 319 yards, 39 of 53, two touchdowns and an interception. And outside of that first drive when he threw an interception, I thought he was great. 
The way Andrew Luck moves in the pocket, steps up, slides over, it, these little subtle movements that not many players have those kind of instincts. Like it, Tom Brady has that. Andrew Luck was great on Sunday. Andrew Luck was great. So if you're listening to this on Monday morning, part of the reason why it was close, part of the reason why the Colts were up 23 to 10, part of the reason why the Colts were up 10 to 3 and 16 to 10 at half, it's because Andrew Luck showed up. And if I'm a Colts fan, I'm feeling really good about that. I was on Matt Williamson's podcast earlier tonight, uh, and I'm recording this on a Sunday night. And, and I was just saying, like, yeah, Andrew Luck's really, really good. And I didn't know if really, really good to great Andrew Luck would show up. He did. And the Bengals still won. So that's what I would start with. Um, Now, are there issues? Absolutely. A.J. Green cannot fumble. You cannot have the turnover that Andy Dalton had to start the game. Those things can't happen. Those turnovers hurt. That Green fumble really hurt a drive that I thought was going to result in points. Heck, I thought the Bengals were going to go right down the field and score, honestly. When Mixon got five or six yards on that first carry in the game, I was like, all right, here we go. They're going to go down the field and score and set the tone. Instead, it was an interception. And I get it. Luck gave it back, but it was just a weird start. So weird start, weird half. Ultimately, what are two things? And I'm going to be very positive here because anytime you win by 11 in the National Football League, I think you should be positive. For the most part, there are some some scenarios, I guess, where that wouldn't be the case. Today is not one of those if you're a Bengals fan, at least from my perspective. I think today was very encouraging from a variety uh, or for a variety of reasons. The first one, though, being what happened. The Bengals are down 16 to 10 at half. They were down early in the third quarter, 23 to 10. What did they do? They scored 24 straight points. You can complain and whine and be mad. You can complain about uh, roughing the passer call if you want to. You can complain about the officials. You can complain about the play calling. You can complain about the defense not getting pressure on luck. You can complain and whine. and mo- I get it. That's fine. It's part of being a fan. Absolutely. You're entitled to it. How many Bengals teams, though, on the road would rally against Andrew Luck, who was playing like you'd expect a healthy Andrew Luck to play? And I get it. The Colts roster's flawed. Elite quarterbacks, I tweeted this, cover up flaws. He did that for the Colts on Sunday. And he outscored him 24-7 in the second half. That is exactly the kind of play that the Bengals needed. I I tweeted midway through the third quarter when it was 23-10 that the Bengals needed to get the 30-plus to win. They found a way to do it. It was a mixture of defense, a mixture of offense, a mixture of big plays, and they were able to do it. They were able to do it. And, And Clayton... Uh, Fagellum, uh, I always say it wrong. Uh, Fagellum, it's Fagellum. But Clayton Fagellum is a guy that, to me, comes in, Sean Williams gets kicked out, and he makes the biggest play of the game. There's your reason. There's your reason why the Bengals moved on from George Iloka. I still, once in a while, have a fan come up, fans come up to me or email me or tweet me and say, hey, they, they shouldn't have moved on from George Iloka because of depth. No, they felt good about who was behind Jesse Bates. They felt good about who was behind Sean Williams. And, and Fedulum is a guy that showed up, played well, transitioned from special teams, and made the play of the day. I will tell you this, and a lot of you uh, probably weren't at training camp practices. Something Terrell Austin stressed, obviously, was turnovers. You've heard me talk about that a lot on this podcast. But every time in training camp that the ball was on the ground, it could have been an incomplete, it could have been a fumble, 
Could have been a drop. Whatever the case may be. Terrell Austin would yell, scoop, scoop, scoop. And the defense would have to pick it up and run. Pick it up, run. Pick it up, run. To get that ingrained into their brain from the first day of camp to the last day of camp. Uh, I'm sure they still do it in practice now. I've only been to a, a handful of practices uh, since, and, and they're half the majority of them are closed to the media. And, and most of them, even when they're open, are only a half hour uh, open for a half hour to the media. So that's something he installed early. Isn't it funny how Clayton Fedulum makes the big play there? Scoop, score. Turnovers, big plays, they matter. And they certainly came in handy today against the Indianapolis Colts. The Bengals get their first win in Indianapolis since 1997. Dave Lapham, who's one half of the Bengals' broadcast team on the Bengals' radio network, caught up with Clayton Fedulum after the game. In the Cincinnati Bengals' victorious locker room with Clayton Fedulum, who had the play of the day. Man, you not, you force the fumble, you recover the fumble, and you take it back 83 yards for a touchdown. That's a three-dip ice cream cone right there, my man. <laughs> Yeah, um, shoot, you know, it's a 60-minute game. We were out there, kind of had our heels against against the, the wall there. Um, it was nice, the defense, we remained calm about our next. We came up with a big play and a big-time uh, big game. Now, you had a, a, a situation where Sean unfortunately got ejected for, you know, a questionable deal there. There were a few questionable deals during the course of that football game. But you have to step right up and make play after play like you did. I mean, obviously you were ready to roll, didn't miss a beat with you in there. Yeah, um, you know, we got great leadership in the in the defense. You know, if someone goes down, you know, we're out here, we're all professionals. So you should be able to step in, you know, take that role. So, you know, I had to go in there, you know, not miss a beat and just continue to help out our defense. Now, I know you were snap of special teams. How did that go? I was only had a couple couple of plays on specials. Um, once I game, once Sean uh, unfortunately got out of the game, I went uh, over and I, I was off kickoff and off punt return. So I did get a little bit of help there, but you know, I was gas playing defense. Now, I know they're protecting Andrew Luck, and rightfully so. He's a great player, but it seems like uh, anytime you hit Andrew Luck, you're, you're in jeopardy for a penalty. Yeah, I mean, we kind of knew that was coming. Years of not playing, we knew we were going to protect him. You know, he's a tough guy. You know, the refs are going to – it's hard when the game's put in the refs' hands a little bit. Um, you know, that one play earlier that I think Carl, someone landed on, it was questionable, but – no, it's a, it's a quarterback-driven league. They're going to protect the quarterbacks. We just have to be aware of that. When, when the, that play that Car you, Carlos sacked uh, Andrew Luck and he had a backward pass, you picked that bad boy up. You were taking that inside the red zone. Maybe I was just due for one then. Yeah, you were, Johnny on the <laughs> you were Johnny on the spot. They didn't give you guys that one. But then Carlos comes right back with a big sack on that particular drive to uh, inventory, misses the field goal, and then you make your play. So, in other words, defense, even though a little bit of adversity there when the call didn't go your way, they didn't fold. you guys didn't fold. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's big, biggest thing, you know. You got to, you know, just keep calm, play the next play. You know, you got to have a short memory there. You know, if you're thinking about the last play, you're just going to get bombed over and over again. So, you know, short memory, go out there, do what you can control. And today we came up on top, so that was a good thing. In points, offense comes back, defense plays well, team win. Great team win. I mean, great to come back like that. And then uh, come back, set 13 points, and then we finished uh, with a little bit of a spread there at the end. So, you know, it was a great Great way to come in here at halftime, regroup, and go out there and take care of business. Get uh, get some rest. A big game on Thursday night. Not, not many days to rest the body. Short rest, short rest. So <laughs> the other Thursday. That was Clayton Fedulum with broadcaster, uh, Bengals broadcaster, Dave Lapham, the legend who's been on this podcast multiple times. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. 
And that was just the biggest play. That was the cherry on top. But there was a couple of big plays that stood out. You'll hear them. You're also going to hear from Marvin Lewis next. It's Bengals 34, Colts 23. Also, Carlos Dunlap on the other side as well. And I'll give my thoughts on the roughing the passer penalty. I'm James Erpine, Bengals victorious. We got plenty to come on the Locked On Bengals podcast. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, let's dive into this. Let's start with the roughing the passer. I get it. But I get it. You're mad. You're upset. You hate the call. I understand. I totally understand it. And and you're going to hear Dave Lapham badmouth it with Marvin. And you're going to hear him badmouth it with Carlos Dunlap here in a couple minutes. I get those things with the second roughing the passer on Carlos Dunlap. I do. But at the same time, you can't have that penalty in that situation. I tweeted that and people got so mad at me. Bengals fans, oh, you need to open up your eyes. I'm not saying the call's right. It doesn't matter, though. Like, you just can't have that happen at that moment, period. And you you might say, oh, well, he couldn't control it. Certainly he could. And, And I get it. It's not as physical. But you cannot put your weight on the player. Listen to Dave Lapham's interview with Marvin Lewis. And Marvin... Clearly frustrated with the the officiating. I certainly think that there were some times where they could have called it uh, the other way with the Colts and, and kind of roughing Andy or getting hitting Andy afterwards or putting their body weight on Andy. But Marvin Lewis, he says Carlos Dunlap understands the rule. Here is uh, here's Marvin. Here's Dave Lapham after the Bengals thirty four twenty three win earlier today in Indianapolis. I mean Carlos Dunlap. How, how are you supposed to sack a quarterback these days, Coach? What do you do? Slim to the ground to the side. Unbelievable. I mean, you got to take a mattress with you, make sure they fall gently. Make sure they fall gently to the side. And uh, it's, it's, you know, we, we, we understand that. We got to continue to do it better, though. So, uh, you know, I, I just thought there maybe have been a couple that uh, they laid on Andy a little bit. No doubt. Andy got hit like three times and hit early in the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so. But anyway, we just got to, uh, you know, we, we lived through this. Had a lot, some errors. Some penalties and things that are that are easily clean up. Clean it. We got to clean up very quickly. Uh, you know, we got a lot of energy, a lot of effort out here today. We just got to keep it all directed in the right way. And uh, it's a nice job today, being able to rush the football. Uh, we did a nice job keeping them off balance with things. We got the ball stroked down the field. What we need to do, and, and defensively, other the ball to the tight end, we kept the ball in front of us, and that was the plan. So, and we, you know, we did a nice job on the run ever since the first trap. You know, they trapped us in there early. We knew we were going to see. And after that, we settled down and played. And so you got to feel, uh, you know, a lot of things and with guys and uh, defensive line again there at the end of the game. You know, being able to squeeze that pocket around him and making him have to throw, check the ball down. Uh, down two scores, win by two scores. You uh, seventeen nothing. I think it was in the fourth quarter. Your fourth quarter finish was spectacular. Well, you know, it's one of the emphasis we got to have. We're very good in, in 2017. So uh, it's been something we've, you know, drilled and talked about and the running in practice and the things like that. We've been in to put it on our minds that uh, and when we get a lead in the fourth quarter, let, let's, let's protect it. 
you had an unfortunate situation where when Sean Williams gets ejected, but Clayton Fedgelin comes in and not only plays solid the whole game, he makes the play of the game. I mean, force fumble, picks it up, and scores. That was, you know, good job. And again, we got to learn from Sean's, Sean's penalty, and uh, it's 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 part of the game now. We got to learn from it. Coach, appreciate it. You got a short week. You got uh, Thursday night football. At least it's an opponent you're familiar with. Where we go? Well, we're gonna we're you know we're, we've been keeping our eye on them through the and uh, the coaches we've got a lot of good work already done on it and uh, and we'll get to work on them with the team tomorrow afternoon. It's Marvin Lewis and Dave Lapham in the Bengals locker room and and that's that's the the thing at the beginning of that he said yeah you got to hit the quarterback and move to the side like that's just it I I don't know what else to say there. I get it. You hate the rule. Okay, fine. Oh, it's it's pansy ball, not football. Fine. Say whatever you want to say, but that's the rule. And will it be consistent? No, but how many things have, about the NFL have been inconsistent? A lot. So don't be shocked. Did it stink? Yes. Did Dunlap make up for it? Absolutely. Speaking of making up for it, here is uh, Dunlap with Dave Lapham. And I like how candid and this starts with Carlos Dunlap, how candid Carlos Dunlap was about his thoughts on that call. I don't know. I, I tried everything in my power to keep my weight from going completely on him. It's going to look like I was planking because I had both arms on the ground to keep my weight, and I rolled off immediately. I, I, that one right there is a very tough play, you know, coming full speed. Like, I wanted not to get the penalty, you know. I know it's luck, too, so they're going to be calling it even tighter. So I tried to be aware, but – this is a fast game. It's, it's, there's no way to, you know, completely, like, avoid some situations. But I did the next best thing and tried to keep my weight from landing completely on him because I think that's what they were looking for. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just tried to talk to the referee and, and let him know that I was trying to keep my weight away from him so he knew that it was not malicious. And then you came right back on his blind side and, and get the sack. Yep, I had to come back and get another one. Uh, I, I, I killed our team on that play because I think it was a sack fumble. Uh, as I heard everybody screaming as I was upset on the ground, I think it was a sack fumble, and, and that would have been a big play, you know, for our team. But I had to go back and make another one. You know, they were in field goal range, and sack gets them out of field goal range. So I, I just wanted to make a play. And you did, and they missed a 55-yard field goal. Vinatieri missed a field goal. Man. Vinatieri, man, he's been around this league a long time, but, you know, he gave us a bone on that one. I'm, I'm just glad we got off that field. And you're right, with your sack, it was a backward pass, which is a fumble. Fedulin picked it up. It was in the red zone. The guys were, had a short field. Well, then he comes back and he forced the fumble, picks it up, and goes 83 for a touchdown. Yes. Fez, yeah, he responded too. They took a play. I mean, I, got, I took a play away from him. He came back and made another one. That was a great play, you know, a clean tackle. Got the ball off of him, and he picked it up. And all he had was Andrew Luck to avoid, and he got out of there. So down down 13 points, uh, down two scores. You end up winning by two scores. Yep, doesn't matter. Um, we just go to work. You know, we're going to take it one one drive at a time. We're not going to try to, you know, win the game on one series. You know, we know we're going to put it together to what it takes to, to get back in the ball game any time. Final question. Uh, pass rush on the day. They were getting the ball out quickly sometimes. They run a lot of quick slants and, and that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. They're getting the ball off quick. Um, you know, we got to do a little bit better getting our hands up and, you know, affecting the throws. I got one late and it hit me in the face. Could have been a pick, but we won. Yeah. They did indeed win. That's Carlos Dunlap and Dave Lapham in the visiting locker room where the Bengals won for the first time since 1997 in Indianapolis. What a big win it was. 
up and down all around. I think that is going to be the Bengals this year. They're going to wow us with big plays, with big turnovers, with flashes of brilliance. And there's other times where we're going to be watching like in the first half and be wondering what the hell is going on. I think that's just going to be part of the theme. They're young. They're really talented. They're going to have ups. They're going to have downs. I think they're going to have more ups than downs. That's why I have them at nine and seven. But I think it will be a heck of a roller coaster over the next now 16 weeks. It's Bengals. It's Ravens. We're going to have all of your coverage um, leading up to Thursday night at Paul Brown Stadium. I will be there. I'll get player interviews after the game. And we'll be jam-packed Friday with a recap for you here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. But we're not done here. Not yet. Up next, it is time for some highlights and discussion about the good stuff. We'll hear from uh, Dan Horde, Dave Lapham, two touchdown calls that uh, we haven't played yet here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. But first, a word from my bookie. My bookie is where it is at. If you're wagering on a game, whether it's Major League Baseball, the NFL, obviously the NFL in full swing, college football, the NBA in a couple of months, you got to do it with my bookie. Where you bet just as important is who you're betting on. And I bet with my bookie. I would not suggest it if I didn't use it. I use it all the time. Used it this weekend. I'll use it next weekend and the weekend after. And right now, your first deposit, well, they're going to match it dollar for dollar. How? With promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N. They'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar. All you got to do is check out my bookie online. That's M Y B O O K I E. Use promo code locked on and they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar. That's my bookie. Check it out today. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, I've held off long enough. I've held off long enough. I've done it. I, we're 20 plus minutes into this podcast. Let's get to it. Bengals down 10-3 and well, well, well. Or no, it was, heck, it was 13-3, to wasn't it? It was 13-3. to It was 13-3 to and well, remember in the draft, and now I'm going here and maybe it's just one game, but I'm going to do it. Remember during the draft process, and if you listen during the draft process, one thing I said is John Ross could be successful in the red zone because he had more red zone touchdowns in college than uh, O.J. Howard did because everyone wanted O.J. Howard. Well, uh, yeah, John Ross's first NFL catch in a real game, well, it was a, a touchdown catch in the red zone. Dalton is going to throw a fade for John Ross. Yeah. Touchdown! Yeah. Bengals as John Ross scores a touchdown for the first time on the same field where he set a record 
at the NFL Scouting Combine by running a 4.22 40-yard dash. And this wasn't necessarily speed. A great route. Stabbed to the inside. Throws the defensive back, Quincy Wilson, and then just V-cut to the back corner of the end zone, and Andy Dalton threw it inside the pylon on the back side, on the back line of the end zone. Quincy Wilson knew he was cooked, and John Ross ran a great route and secured the pig. Dan Horde and Dave Lapham on the call, Bengals Radio Network. That was John Ross, first NFL reception, first touchdown on the same play. And look, I just, that is the type of stuff that he brings. Great route, like Dave Lapham said. I tweeted out a link to this. I will post the video as well at LockedOnBengals.com so you can watch the highlight. If for some reason you missed it, I totally get it. People work on Sundays. Maybe you missed it. You're in a different time zone, another country. Whatever the case may be, uh, there is a link to it at LockedOnBengals.com and on Twitter at James Erpine. Look, it was it was a good play. And I think a lot of people think that, that Ross is going to be this Super stud that puts up a ton of numbers all the time. No, no, no. He's going to be used in that way. Like, think of, and this isn't exactly the same way, but like Atlanta, they had, in their Super Bowl year, they had Taylor Gabriel. Like, that's kind of how John Ross is going to be. He's not going to be A.J. Green or Joe Mixon. Those guys are going to get the ball more. And I haven't even talked about how how good the running game was today. It was really, really encouraging. Um, But we'll have plenty of time to talk about that during this week. Uh, I think, though that Ross is going to be a compliment. And when you pay attention to green, whether it's in the red zone or downfield, et cetera, and you need a big play, Andy Dalton's going to rely on Ross because he can make big plays. And he did so there. I was very excited for him to get a touchdown there. It continues the confidence building that uh, he certainly needed, especially after his rookie season went. And then AJ green, really uncharacteristic today, two fumbles, uh, one fumble lost, his second fumble almost cost them a field goal, which would have been huge in the fourth quarter. Uh, fortunately, Tyler Boyd caught it or uh, jumped on it and recovered it. I, I just I wonder about AJ Green's focus at times. He dropped a, a touchdown. It, Ross would never even had that touchdown, um, and then he he got one. He got the opportunity because on the down prior, AJ Green dropped it in the end zone. So I was expecting a huge day from AJ Green. He didn't have a huge day. He did have a really nice play, though, a 38-yard touchdown. Isn't that crazy? That's like in the NBA when it's like, oh, yeah, LeBron struggled. He had 28-8. and Most receivers would love to have a 38-yard touchdown reception. Here's A.J. Green, his 38-yard touchdown. A beautiful ball from Andy Dalton. An even better diving catch where A.J. sprawled out, caught it in the end zone, and it cut the the Colts lead with a Randy Bullock extra point to 23 to 17 and this was a great drive a huge drive in this game uh here's uh how it sounded on the Bengals radio network and he's going to fire it deep down the middle of the field for AJ Green Come on, AJ. in the end zone yeah! touchdown yeah! Bengals yeah! as Andy Dalton floats a deep post pattern to A.J. Green for a 38-yard touchdown. He got behind Malik Hooker and Clayton Gathers to haul it in. How about that? You get the running game going a little bit, and all of a sudden a little different look, and get the middle of the field open. He splits the safeties. He runs right through the two safeties and makes a diving catch right in the end zone for a touchdown. Dave Lapham, Dan Horde, Bengals Radio Network on the call. Great play there. And uh, the Bengals, again, 34-23 winners over the Indianapolis Colts today. Let's get some final stats here. Andy Dalton finished the game 21-28 of with 243 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. 
uh, one interception, which was ugly. Overall, I think Andy played well. Uh, the one thing that I thought was interesting about that stat line, I think he threw for 243 yards exactly against the Colts last year at Paul Brown Stadium. I'll check that to make sure. I could be dead wrong. I really do. I think he had 243 yards and two touchdowns last season against the Colts in a game that the Bengals won. I believe that one was 26-23. I don't know. It was the game where uh, Dunlap had the uh, big pick six in the fourth quarter when the Bengals couldn't score. Joe Mixon, 17 rushing attempts, 95 yards and a touchdown. And he was great in the passing game as well. Five receptions, 54 yards. This is the type of running back um, usage you need. With Joe Mixon, look at look at his touches. 22 touches. 24 total targets if you include the, the two um, times he was targeted, but it was an incomplete pass. That's what you need. Get the ball in your best player's hands. A.J. Green has eight targets. So so you mix those two together. That's about right. That's about right. That means A.J. Green, your best player, Joe Mixon, your second best offensive weapon, together had 32 targets or 32 times to have a chance uh, at having the ball in their hands. That's what you need. Tyler Eifert played well, I thought. It, sparingly, but he played well. Three receptions for 44 yards. Tyler Boyd, three receptions, 26 yards. Had a big third down conversion. And I've been of the belief that he's going to be Andy Dalton's safety net on third down. He had a huge third. I think it was third and eight on the right side. Uh, Boyd caught it going out of bounds in the third, late third, early fourth quarter. It was a huge play. Actually, it was fourth quarter. I think it was on the go-ahead drive where Mixon capped it off with a touchdown. That's what Boyd is going to be all season long. John Ross had two targets, one reception, three yards, and a touchdown. The other target was out of bounds, um, thrown over his head, just kind of a throwaway. And, and overall, though, this offense, and we'll dive into it, the nuts and bolts of things, the right tackle, obviously, and Bobby Hart got blown up a couple times and made Marcus Hunt look like a star. Um, overall, I was pleased with what Bill Lazor had done or has done so far. Can he do it on three days rest? That's the next challenge. If he can do that and the Bengals can get to 2-0, then I think this team could be really good. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. Call the hotline, by the way. Don't forget to call the voicemail. 513-666-0328 is the Locked on Bengals voicemail. Also on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. You can also email me, James Rapine, at ESPN1530.com. Back at it tomorrow. You'll probably hear this on uh, Monday morning going into work. It's about 1030 Eastern time here and the uh, the Rapine household. But uh, until next time, thank you so much for listening on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.